What's up, everybody? It's Charlie, and welcome back to another episode of Competing Lifestyles. Nailed it. There was a part when I was recording, we had to start it over. I messed it up completely. But I was like, you know what? We're going to fix it. Anyway, um, joining me today, as I try to keep this as a, a consistent thing, is the homie, the one that was here for the first episode, Justin. What's going on, Justin? What's up, man? It's been a long time since I've been on here. Well, it's been a long time since you've recorded, period. You know, prior to like a week or two ago, it's almost been a year, but we're not going to talk about it. Today, it's kind of a, a piggyback follow-up off of the last episode. Last episode, we just kind of went over with Quinn um, moves that happen to free agency, trades, all those things. And I knew that coming off of that, I want to discuss the draft. And I know Justin, he's definitely more of a college football guy than I am. So he's going to know a little more about college football as far as deeper details, but I'm not sure how deep we're going to get. So, you ready for this, Justin? I am. I uh, I especially enjoy talking draft with you. We've done this since we've known each other in high school. Yep. You've always been a pro fan more. I've been a college fan more. And draft time is when we really come together and don't argue about anything. Right, because there's nothing to even argue about with it. Right. So, it's perfect. All right, so we're just going to jump in. Obviously, this year, um, obviously, it wasn't the normal setup for the draft. They did a virtual draft, and I think a lot of people watched it because they were ready to crush it because a lot of people were prepared to watch the whole thing be a disaster. But it actually went off without any issues, or at least issues that I noticed. But, um, yeah, pretty much we just pulled up the picks from the draft. Um, the focus is going to be on the first round and any relevant other picks um, in rounds two through seven. And maybe if there's even someone um, – in that went undrafted that we could touch on um and also justin prior to the draft i think a couple days it was a couple days before the draft yeah i think it was probably four three or four days before the draft i made my first official mock draft and we looked over and he was just pretty accurate i mean there was i mean there were some trades and things that weren't accounted for but we all know when it comes to the draft you can never really guess where the trades are coming from but yeah so we'll just start with the first pick Cincinnati taking Joe Burrow, probably about as a as guaranteed a first round pick as you'd see in a while. Um, we all knew that Cincinnati was going to go Burrow. There were a lot of people saying that only Cincinnati could screw this up, but they didn't. So, what do you think about Cincinnati going with Joe Burrow? Yeah, I think this has been one of the most locked in picks since the national championship, and in NFL history, maybe of all time, of them taking Joe Burrow. I don't think there was a price that anyone could pay for them to trade away and lose Joe Burrow. I'm saying Miami was trying, though. They were trying. I mean, as a Clemson fan, I witnessed this man destroy my team. (laughs) I mean, the man destroyed the Southeastern Conference, which is allegedly the best conference in football. Allegedly. Um, I mean, <laughs> okay. he put up godlike stats, and I mean, it shows. It's college, you know. He was running, you know. Maybe it was a system thing, or because you got to look. He was at Ohio State, didn't do anything. Fair transferred. I think he played a little bit last or last year. Yeah, a little bit near the end. I think near the end, stats weren't blowing away. The curious thing though about Joe Burrow is I don't know if you saw this or not. 
his dad put like I want to say it was a hundred or more grand on him to win the Heisman, and he won that bet, which ended up paying out big time. I didn't know about that one. Was there something that we didn't know, or is there just overconfidence from dad? Who just puts that kind of money on their son? There's overconfidence, but I don't know that anybody can predict that. But that's for the NCAA to to handle, not us. They were not professionals. I mean, nevertheless, the kid's good. You know, he's going to the Bengals, who's historically one of the worst franchises in the league right now, in my division. Great. But we'll see how all that turns out. Carson Palmer said he'd retire before he played another game for the Bengals. Mm. So hopefully things work out this time around a little better for um, – for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, Ohio kid. Apparently, he grew up a Bengals fan. So, this works, I guess. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, it's very, we'll be very curious to see how the A.J. Green situation plays out. And they did pick up T. Higgins, my Clemson boy, in the they second round. That will definitely compliment um, A.J. That, or um, That's a strong receiving course, though. Yeah, it really is. It's A.J. Green, if he stays healthy. Tyler Boyd, he came on strong the last couple of years. John Ross, if he can run routes or catch. Or stay healthy. They don't have Tyler Eifert anymore, but we all know Eifert was a monster when he was on the field, but that was a big if he could stay on the field. But we'll see how things work out in, in Cincinnati. So, number two, um, there were reports that the Redskins were fielding phone calls to see if there was anybody that probably wanted to trade up for the second pick. But I think all along they knew – that they knew that they were going to go chase young and a lot of people would have probably killed him if they didn't. So easy pick for the Redskins at two, right? I agree. I think this one was, I wouldn't say as much of a lock as the last one, but pretty darn close. Um, you know, you got, um, new head coach, a defensive coach, mind you. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you got to look at the money positions you need when you're rebuilding a team. It's edge rusher, quarterback, outside offensive lineman. Sometimes you can say defensive backs, but really those are your money teams. That's what you start building a franchise on or around. Pretty much, yeah. You need someone that can they can protect the quarterback and rush the quarterback. And pretty much once you do that, everything starts to fall in line. So so good for, Tra- for Chase Young. He's rich now. Um, good for the Redskins. They have a – who was considered a – a generational talent. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe you put him with old Ron Rivera, and they can work some magic. I think the defense, you know, just with Ron Rivera alone, is set to improve. The real question is going to be that whole, is how Haskins plays, or if they even stay with Haskins, or how that offense develops. That offense, honestly, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you a wide receiver for the Redskins. Terry McLaurin. Period. <laughs> I mean, they lost their tight tight end Jordan Reed. Um, yeah, Vernon Davis retired. So I mean, they, I mean, if Adrian Peterson. I mean, Adrian Peterson can give you a, a thousand yard season. I would argue, maybe, maybe like eight hundred yards to a thousand. But who knows? Um, we'll see. We like we said, they got Dwayne Haskins up there. They have Kyle Allen now. It's a tough division though. Tough division, yeah. That's a tough division. Uh, who are we kidding? The Red, the Redskins. They're gonna they're gonna stink still. <laughs> All right. Um, 
the third pick, uh, Detroit Lions going Jeff Okuda. Once again, they were allegedly fielding offers, but after the trade of Darius Slay, there would have been no reason for them to not go Okuda or some defensive back. So, smart pick by Detroit, right? Uh, I agree, and I actually think Detroit had one of the better drafts looking at all their picks here. You know, there's a lot of rumors that on draft day that they were going to trade back, but, you know, you know the same thing we talked about with the last team, the Redskins. You got Matt Patricia, a defensive coach. Okuda, who is, you know, a pretty darn good corner. Dude is um, long. You. They lost all their corners. I mean, you got you got to refill that hole, and if you got something sitting right there, you take it. Also, I really like the DeAndre Swift pick in round two. That was a running back sitting there. Really waiting. good pick. Lions historically struggle with running backs ever since you know back in the day when they actually had a good one. Old Barry Sanders, <laughs> correct? Um, you know they got some. They got they helped out on the edge. You know they got a lot of offensive line help rounds three and four. They both got offensive linemen. I mean they needed to do that. I mean Stafford missed the rest of the season after playing like what three yeah. four games with a broken back. I mean so. the Lions have held on to Stafford, which I'm happy for them for. I mean I still believe in Stafford. I think he can lead a team. Yeah, I think the he's Lions only, have to back Stafford, though. Right, and I think he's only 31, so yeah. he's still relatively young. The potential is there. And, I mean, you got Bob Quinn. He was drafting. He's pretty much – this draft was a draft for his job. Matt Patricia, he'll pretty much be coaching for his job. And I think it's already been made known to both of them that if they don't produce this year, they might be gone. So, hey, Detroit, best of luck. We'll see how it goes. I mean – your division's not easy, but we'll see. All right, um, number four, Giants. I think the Giants, not even think, the Giants hit us with the first surprise of the draft when they drafted Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia first. A lot of people thought uh, Jedrick Willis would go here or Tristan Warse, but we got Thomas. Uh, do you think that was a reach? Do you think it's a good spot? Or do you think it's just a matter of the Giants falling in love with him a little more than – any of the other tackles. I mean, at that point, you know, in my mock draft, I had them going Willis. Oh, I thought Willis was a bigger. Well, I mean, they're on their offensive tackles; they're both big. But I thought he was a a better had a better showcase, I guess you could say, than you know Thomas. I had Thomas going a little later. I mean, I knew they. I I figured they'd address an offensive line. You know, they're sticking with Daniel Jones. Got to protect him. Oh, like Danny Dimes. Saying, building, building franchises, you start with a quarterback or, you know, an offensive line and you work your way around and get it set up. I mean, you got to protect him at this point. Hey, they, they feel the need. We all know that the, the Giants have two things that they just stink at. Their defense is bad. Offensive line is bad. Offensive line has been bad for a while, though. But Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, at five and six, there was a lot of rumors going on um, leading up to the draft that a lot of people were saying it would have been irresponsible to draft Tua in the top ten or really in the first round due to his injury history, which is a little suspect. But um, the Miami Dolphins, pretty much everyone knew last year that they were essentially trying to lose because the owner for the longest had been pretty much zeroed in on Tua and they ended up going with Tua at five. How do you say his last name? Tugavailoa. Yeah, Tua Tugavailoa. There we go. 
nailed it. What do you think about that pick? Um, I mean, I'm not a big Justin Herbert fan. You you know the Chargers would jump on Tua if he was there. That the GM actually came out and said that with his interview with Pat McAfee. My um, boy. You know, I think he's a good pick. I don't if I'm the Dolphins, you know, I kind of like the way they did this. They technically did tank for Tua. You know, they pretty much knew their season last year was going to be a bust, so they traded all their assets. Thank you for Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm a Steelers fan. But, <laughs> you know, I would sit to a year, honestly. Make sure that hip is good and well. I mean, you know you're still going to be a bad team. I mean, you you got a lot of needs answered. I don't know, man. The, the Dolphins, I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I think they'll be – they're not going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a sneaky competitive team, especially with all the talent they added. They had a lot of picks in this draft. They did. A lot of picks. I just think with Tua's history – you gotta take him lightly. This is some. If you pick a quarterback in the first round, you're setting him up to be your franchise quarterback, which we'll get to these comments later in a future pick. <laughs> cough, cough, Green Bay. Oh, but boy. anyways, um, I mean, you know, they they did the right thing. My uh, Miami mock draft was almost a hundred percent. You know, I had them picking Tua. I had them picking Austin Jackson. They got him help immediately with that next pick, which I think was valuable. Um, other than that, they had a pretty good draft. Yeah, got a I, lot of needs answered. Raquan Davis at round two is good value. Good interior lineman, even though I'm a 3-4 guy. I don't believe in interior lineman. Okay. But I do. I agree with you, though. Um, I think it would be smart to sit to it this year. I know that in today's NFL, you. I mean, granted, once again, we said we're going to touch on the, the Green Bay situation. But we're in a day and age now in the NFL. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, one way or another, they're playing that same season, that season they're drafted. But I think in this situation, we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick with his Fitz magic every year. He can win you some games. Um, You'll be competitive. It's not like they're looking to lose next year. Well, this year coming up because they have the players that they wanted. So I think – I think Fitzpatrick is a, a safe bet to start this year, and then next year we're just gonna we're just gonna hand the reins over to Tua and let him go to work. But um, like we said after that at six, um, yikes! Almost says San Diego, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers decided they were gonna go with old Justin Herbert out of Oregon. So what do you think of that pick? I know you said you're not big on him, but in I'm hindsight. not. I mean, I think Herbert. And I hate to say it, you know, I'm not an athlete. I'm not anywhere close to their caliber. I think he's got he's kind of gifted this spot. One, because his quarterback draft class was a little weaker. Two, he's six six, had a phenomenal Massive. had a phenomenal year last year. I think if he would have came out last year, he would definitely been, you know, in the top five pick wise. Yeah, there was thought that he um, was gonna. A lot of people thought he was coming out last year, but there was rumblings that he didn't like the idea of where he would have been drafted. Right. I mean, as far as this past season, you know, he didn't really impress me with his arm. Everyone talks about, oh, he's got a big arm and that this and that. Jameis Winston has a big arm, and he threw 30 interceptions last year. Hey, have some, have some respect. This man threw 30-something touchdowns and, what, 5,100 yards? He had like 38, 39 Turnover, I mean, so that's that's not all good. All you gotta say is look at him now. 
He's probably third string. I mean, behind Taysom Hill. He James Winston didn't deserve that. But yeah, uh, Justin Herbert. He. I mean, I mean, you look at his Rose Bowl game. He won the game with his feet. It's one thing if you're Lamar Jackson, speed, shiftiness. He doesn't really have that. He's six six. He just he's got some speed, but it's one way get out of bounds. Not really gonna juke your shoes off. Well, hey, he's he won the Rose Bowl. As far as I know, he's regarded as a winner. I mean, I the, hope he proves me wrong. Hey, who knows? Maybe this will be on a on a clip ten years from now. Cold hard takes. Cold hard takes. Indeed. I still think though. The Chargers are may push for Cam Newton here. Yeah, because their current I don't I don't know who else is there with Tyrod Taylor, but it's Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, Easton Stick. Who? He didn't deserve that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but like Tom Telesco, once again, we're plugging Pat McAfee. Um, he was on Pat's show, and he pretty much was saying that he pretty much confirmed that they had interest in Tom Brady. And if it wasn't Brady, that going into this season is going to be Tyrod Taylor as a starter. So he pretty much was like, there was no interest in Cam, which is surprising to me because Cam just seems like the perfect player for Los Angeles. You got the Chargers moving into a new stadium. You want to fill the seats. Cam Newton, he's a brand in himself. So I think it would have been a good move, but they decided they didn't want to go with Cam Newton. So it's... Right now, as it stands, um, Tyrod Taylor, he is going to be the starter going into the year. Definitely. I mean, you can't say anything, though. Any of these guys are certainly set up for success with the weapons offensively the right. Chargers have there. You have two go-up-and-get-it receivers. You know, Keenan Allen, my twin. Pristine route runner. You lose um, my boy Melvin Gordon, but you have Austin Eckler, who is a dual-threat running back who proved mm-hmm. – he doesn't have to sit in the shadows last year. Right. And I believe – is Hunter Henry re-signed? I think yeah, he, he got franchise tag. So, okay. I mean, you're returning Keenan Allen. You have Austin Eckler. You have Hunter Henry. You have Mike Williams, big body. So, the Chargers are an interesting case. They were, a, record-wise, not a good team. But when you look at the players that they have, like you look at that offense, you look at that defense with Duran James in the secondary, there's no reason why the Chargers – can't be a, a competitive team and compete for a playoff spot. And they certainly drafted more weapons. I mean, f- fourth round, they got Joshua Kelly from UCLA. Fifth round, they got Jerry Reed from Virginia. Seventh round, they got K.J. Hill, who I believe played a little running back and receiver at Ohio State. So they're adding on. I mean, I think they should have used some more offensive line. but Yeah, that they could have used a tackle here and there. But, I mean, hey, they, they went where they – Thought they needed to go. Um, so, right after them was the Panthers picking at seven, and they decided to go Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. Um, easily the best. Uh, well, it's probably between him and Kinlaw. But um, regarded as the best lineman coming out. Um, well, behind Chase Young, of course. Um, but, yeah, good pick at seven. I know a lot of people, including myself, thought they'd probably go Isaiah Simmons there. I did as well. Yeah, you thought he'd go um, – they'd go Simmons, especially since he's he's looked at as a transcend, transcendent player, especially when you look at the fact that the Panthers just lost Keekley to retirement. But they decided um, 
they wanted to focus on the line and they want Derek Brown instead. I mean, I can't argue with it. You know, everyone, you know, living in Charlotte, we hear more about it probably than most people um, on the radio included. You know, there's a lot of high praise for this guy. You know, he grew up in a military family. Um, he was a, a locker room leader. I mean, I mean, what else can you argue with? I mean, they were last against the run last year. I mean, you want to clog the defensive line and stop the run, that's where you start is into your defensive lineman. I mean, honestly, it's really just going to see who has a better career. I don't hate the pick. Surprised they didn't get Sivens, but I think – I think he's a good, safe pick. Good yeah. value. Yeah, good value, smart, uh, filled a need. Now, what is surprising is, you know, Marty Herney, the GM of the Panthers, and the new head coach deciding to draft all defense. The first time I think it's ever been done. Yeah, that's the first time that any team, at least probably safe to say the modern draft era, that a team has gone strictly one side of the ball. Now, an interesting pick that I heard more about on the radio and done a little research behind is Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. Everyone claims he's supposed to be Isaiah Simmons-ish. You know, that kind of transitional, positionless, defensive player. Obviously at a super small school, so we'll see how that turns out. I get, you know, maybe that's why they chose Browns. They felt like they could get... The second best thing to Simmons is someone similar in the later round, and they did. I mean, hey, who knows? We'll see how it turns out. Um, being in Charlotte, I'm sure we'll we'll see firsthand how it goes. Um, with that, at the eighth pick, the Arizona Cardinals decided they were going to go Isaiah Simmons. Um, the they have him listed as linebacker, but he he did everything. He's defense. About. Yeah, he just defensive stud. We'll just go with that. Um, a lot of people thought the Cardinals could have gone tackle, considering their offensive line is not great. Kyler Murray was running around a lot. But when you have a player of Simmons' talent just sitting there, you kind of just have to go best player on the board at that point, I would imagine. So what do you think about that one? I agree. Uh, I think the first round, you know, you have your big boards, but a lot of it is if the best player is on the board, you got to take him. And Isaiah Simmons was the best player on the board probably at this time, you know. Cardinals are working on rebuilding themselves. Um, you know, Simmons is a player I watched being a Clemson fan, and I immediately noticed him his sophomore year transitioning, playing safety, linebacker, and slot corner a lot. And I was like, I like this guy, cover the entire field. I have a lot of personal experience watching him. I knew he'd be great value, and I hope for the best for him at the Cardinals. Um, you know, I think – one thing I thought the Panthers would do is when I thought they would draft him is, you know, they have a lot of needs on defense. I think he can plug a couple of those needs at one time where you don't have to immediately get a need or you can get someone lower tier behind him and basically build that way. But, you know, I think the Cardinals got a good pick here. Yeah, hey, the Cardinals, like I said in the last episode, I think the Cardinals can be a sneaky competitive team. I don't expect them to get in the playoffs, but – I expect them to continue to give headaches. Um, so after Arizona was old Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they ended up going C.J. Henderson, the corner out of Florida. And it makes sense. Um, a lot of people expect them to go corner after trading Jalen Ramsey this past season. So fills a need. Um, good pickup. Uh, what do you think about um, the selection right there at nine? I 
in my mock draft, I had them at getting C.J. Henderson, but I thought it was a reach, and I still do. Uh, I know, you know, there's a lot of issues and questions about tackling. You're not saying that's not coachable, but I know that that issue came up. I, I mean, I expected them to get him honestly with the Ramsey trading pick just in spite of Ramsey. But, I mean, they had a lot of picks. I mean, they went and got their guy, so... No problem about it. Hey, if they if they feel good about it, then hey, they like it. We love it. So we'll go with that. Um, then there's the old Cleveland Browns, the old Brownies. Mm. We we want them to be good, or at least I want to see them be good, man. I feel I feel bad for them. Mm. But um, they ended up going Jedrick Willis, the tackle out of Alabama. A lot of people thought he could have gone to the the Giants. I think back at four. So what do you think about Willis landing with the Browns? Do you think they were fortunate to have him pretty much with everyone kind of kind of having their own opinion of where Lyman would go. How do you think things will work out with them getting Willis right there at 10? I think this is one of those things we talked about earlier. I think this was a guaranteed lock to be an outside lineman. Uh, you know, you got to get Baker some help. You know, Baker was stressing last year. It was apparent, you know. You get that man calmer, cooler in the pocket. I think he performs to the Oklahoma standards we saw. And first step is getting him outside lineman. You know, protecting his backside, even the right side now. There is no true uh, safe offensive lineman spot now. Um, I mean, I think this pick was an offensive tackle no matter what one of the top four. Right, because, I mean, Baker, he was running around a lot last year. So, this is good. Um, You couple that, they signed – Jack Conklin from the Titans in the offseason. So, obviously, you can see that they knew that a big area of need was offensive line, and they got better on the offensive line, the the two outside spots. So, they should be good there, but we'll we'll see how that – Another um, pick I up. like in round two is picking up Delpit. Yes, Grant Delpit. I don't know why – I don't remember why he was dropping on people's boards. He was projected in, like, the top ten, like, earlier in the year. Yeah, I saw, like, top ten. I was saw, it a combine thing? I don't remember. I don't know, man. But, I mean, I think that's a steal right there. I think he's a great safety um, and, unfortunately, means bad things for me as a Steelers fan as they continue to build up. Hey, man, if the Browns ever figure out how to actually field a winning team, with all the talent that they have, the Browns can actually be pretty dangerous. But that's a big if. The Browns have been bad for a long time. This is true. Really long time. All right. Then um, at 11, I think that was probably the the next big surprise. Um, New York Jets, we knew that with them losing Robbie Anderson, a lot of people, most mock drafts were projected them to go receiver. I'm pretty sure you, you said you went Judy right there. Yeah, I thought, I thought this was a definite Judy, if not one of the other – big three receivers coming out this year. But no, the Jets decided they want to go Makai Becton, tackle out of Louisville. Don't know much about him other than just from watching the draft. The man is massive. Yes. Like really, really big. Um, You know, there was, I'd say like three or four offensive tackles that were guaranteed, I think, to be first round picks just because of size status um so you know like maybe they felt a little more pressured there with seeing all the tackles coming off the board to just go ahead and jump on it protect their young quarterback as well going back to our previous conversations i mean honestly you know 
it feels for anyone who doesn't really pay attention to football, it feels silly to watch people spend the first round pick on offensive tackle. But honestly, if it's a value, those are long-term investments, man, long-term investment, like they're just unheralded members of a football team. Um, but even though they didn't go receiver in the first round, they ended up, they went, um, Denzel, Denzel Mims, Mims in the second round, two, right? Strong pick. Yeah. Strong pick Big receiver. So, I mean, they filled, they got, um, Darnold more protection. They got Darnold a new weapon who could possibly quickly make his way into the, the number one role. Um, especially with, uh, Robbie Anderson guy now. So who knows the AFC East is going to be just an interesting watch from here going forward now. Um, so at 12, the Las Vegas, yes, the Las Vegas, not the Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders decided they were going to go typical Raider fashion. They love their speed, guys. They went Henry Ruggs third receiver out of Alabama. A lot of people thought he was a second best receiver on his own team in college, um, but he ended up being the first receiver off the board. So what do you think about this pick? I think it's very surprising. Um, then again, with knowing the front office of the Raiders and John Gruden, I guess I can't be surprised. Um, Henry Ruggs really exploded this past year in college. Anyone can tell you that. I mean, Judy has consistently put up big numbers since his freshman years. And He's a really I mean, good CD runner, Lamb's right? the same thing. Yeah, Judy is known for his jukes. I mean, if you go on YouTube and just look up Jerry Judy highlights, he's got ankle breakers, essentially. Um, And, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, again, another all-around great receiver, but they jumped the gun and went for the fastest guy on the board receiver-wise, and that was Ruggs. Man, the Raiders, they can't help themselves. They love speed, man. That's true. They love speed. Um, Then they got y'all's – your boy out of – out of Clemson later in the draft, right? The fourth round pick, yeah, it was a guard, John Simpson. Mm-hmm. They got John Simpson, and then they got who, Tanner, Tanner Muse. Round three, right um, before that. They it's definitely the Clemson Raiders. The Raiders love Clemson I think players. John Gruden and uh, what's the GM for the Raiders? Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock. I think you know. I think they just know Davos Sweeney well and see the program he's running, and I guess you know. Based on, you know, last year's draft, all the Clemson players, they like what they see. And they're continuing to farm Clemson, which makes me happy. I'm not going to be a Raiders fan, but. Hey, they're, they're making it to the league, which is a lot more than some people can say. Um, and then 13. 13 was just wild because that was initially the Colts pick. But then early in free agency, the Colts traded with the 49ers. So it became the Niners pick. And then the Niners made a trade with the Buccaneers. And right here at 13, the Buccaneers picked up Tristan Worse, um, tackle out of Iowa. So good pick. Um, when you're bringing in Tom Brady, who's essentially a statue, um, you got to have somebody that can keep him upright. So it filled a need. Um, I'm not really sure there's much else to say. I mean, we knew that um, Worse was um, going to be one of the, the first few tackles taken. So... Not too surprising. Once again, feels a need. So, what do you think about the fit? Uh, I definitely think, you know, with Brady being there, already having offensive and defensive weapons, I think Tampa Bay was in the top 10 defensive-wise last year. Yeah, I think um, they started 
the year they they were dead last, and I think Todd Bowles ended up getting them to like fifth in defense overall before yeah. the season ended. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, this point you got to bolster that line, um, which I think was the smart pick. You know, I still think they need some help in the running back department, but you know, running backs this draft not really impressive. You you see offensive tackles going left and right already. You secure one for yourself, and I think Wirfs is a good pick. He was one of those top four linemen I said that I, I thought were guaranteed first-rounders, and it proved me right. So, hey, fill the need. Um, Tampa Bay, not doing anything crazy, just made the smart pick, and it's not really much else to say about it. Um, so just piggybacking off of that, um, once again, like I said, that was a trade, and they just flipped spots with um, San Francisco. So at 14, the – 49ers decided they were going to just draft DeForest Buckner's replacement. Drafted um, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Um, with you as a Clemson fan, I'm sure you've had chances to watch him play against Clemson in the, the matchup um, each of the years that he's been at Clemson. I'm not sure. I'm Clemson at South Carolina, so I'm not sure how many times he played him, but um, just from being able to watch him, um, do you think this is a good pick for the 49ers? I do. Um, I remember a couple times, you know, when we played Carolina, you know, we'd have to focus a little more on the pass. You know, that's pretty much – it's very rare to see an interior defensive lineman, exceptions Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald, that are true pass rushers. Most of the time, interior defensive linemen, their job is to clog the hole, stop the run, um, and that's about it. I mean, you look at the NFL – other than those two I previously mentioned, you know, you don't see them reaching double-digit sacks. They serve their purpose, and that's clogging the middle, getting double-teamed. Yeah, we're going to get DeForest Buckner out there. Colts are coming on the defense, man. Just <laughs> wait and watch. Just wait and watch. Um, So, yeah, at 15, the Denver Broncos went Jerry Judy. I'm sure your old buddy Nick is happy about this. But, I'm sure um, he is. But, yeah, Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um. What do you think about the fit, um, the pick you went, considering where we thought it'd go? How do you think about this? Oh, how do you feel about this overall? I like to pick. You know, Broncos have a lot of needs, honestly. Um, again, young quarterback. Flacco's gone. Um, you got to give him a weapon. And I, but, think I mean, they already got Cortland Sutton out there. That's true. And then you um, couple in Phillip Lindsay and now Melvin Gordon. And then they drafted Hamler? Ken Hamler, another receiver, I think like in the second round or third round. Something like that. Um, but I think there's a strong chance Judy comes out and impresses all of us and puts up big numbers, possibly becoming their wide receiver number one. I think the Denver's going to be a sneaky headache this year too, when you think about it, when you look at it, especially offensively, as long as Drew Locke doesn't hit a that second-year wall. I mean, Denver had a lot of picks. I think I think Denver actually went under the radar for how many picks they had because everyone knew about the Dolphins having just amassed all those picks from the trades. But yeah, the the Broncos they I think the Broncos did a good job with the draft. Yeah, I'm not a huge Elway fan, but I, I I'm looking at his picks and got a lot of needs answered. Got a lot of offensive weapons. I still think they could have used another corner or two. Yeah, they're going to feel the loss of Chris Harris, especially since he signed within the division with the Chargers. Yeah, it's ultimately going to come down to how Locke progresses, pretty much. 
Yeah. Who are we kidding? The Chiefs are going to steamroll the whole division. This is true. Um, so at 16, the Atlanta Falcons decided to go Clemson boy again. A.J. Terrell, cornerback, once again out of Clemson. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's a good landing spot for him? Do you think it's a good spot projection for him in the draft? How do you think this he fits with Atlanta? See, I originally thought here um, – I knew they were going to do a corner – if they couldn't get Okuda, I mean, there was really no other corners I thought that really stood out. Um, what about, um, what's the name, Trevon Diggs? I mean, it, I had him in my mock draft, him going before Terrell. I actually had Terrell going later, assuming the Raiders would get him, but they ended up picking up an Ohio State guy, which we'll get to later. But, I mean, Terrell got a lot of shots taken at him from the national championship game, but I mean, he Burrow got annihil- was throwing darts. <laughs> he got annihilated in that game, man. Every time the camera was on him, he was just... I mean, he got burnt like once or twice, but honestly, if you look back at the film, he was there. Burrow was throwing darts, though. I mean, yeah. When- he got burnt that one, one time by Justin Jefferson, I won't lie, and the other guy... Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase, yeah. He got burnt there, but other than that, he was on him. I mean, Burrow was in the zone... Not much you can do as a corner there, but I like the pick. I think he's a good lockdown corner. Still needs some coaching, but you know, obviously that was that and edge rusher their biggest needs right th- right then at that moment. And I think I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to to think of the Falcons going into the year. I mean, they got new jerseys. The Panthers Twitter accounts trying to drag them, but other than that, I mean, new jerseys. Um, Dan Quinn's out here pretty much coaching for his job. Kind of surprised he kept his job, but we'll see what the Falcons do. Um, so then here at 17, the Dallas Cowboys, people ready to drag the Cowboys because a report came out that pretty much Jerry Jones told like his staff, leave me alone. I'm doing this on my own. So everyone was like, oh boy, Jerry's going to go out here and ruin the draft for the entire nope. team. But no. Jerry went out and made my personal favorite pick of the entire draft, drafting CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I'm cheesing right now. Cheesing because when we played NCAA football, when I used um, Oklahoma. That is your boy. That was my boy. CeeDee Lamb was easily my favorite player um, to get the ball to. So what do you think about CeeDee Lamb landing with Dallas? Because I think that's a great spot. Assuming – Dak Prescott signs that franchise tag in place. I think that's a great spot for him. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I think this was probably one of the best picks, obviously, for a contending team in the draft to get. You know, and they already their had offense now. Yeah, weren't they already the number one offense last season? Probably. I don't know the I'm pretty actual sure they were. stat, but I mean, golly. I mean, you think about it. You have Amari Cooper. Fast, clean route runner. Michael Gallup, fast. Um, now CeeDee Lamb, clean route runner. Um, Dak Prescott coming off of his best statistical season. And then you still have Ezekiel Elliott. And the offensive line isn't what everyone was drooling over years ago, but that's still a good offensive line. It is. So that, I mean, Dallas, 
You take the best player off the board in the first round, and that's what they did. That's what he was smiling about in his big old yacht. That man was just... With his, uh, what was it, his granddaughter's holding his phone for him because he couldn't do it because he's too rich. I have no idea, man. Jerry Jones is living his best life, and everybody else just needs to catch up. It is up. Jerry Jones' world, and we're living we're in it. We're just living in it, man. Um, So after that, at 18, the Miami Dolphins, off of the pick they got from the Minka Fitzpatrick trade with the Steelers, picked up Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC, and you also nailed this pick on your mock draft. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think, you know, Tua was the definite, and then the next definite was getting him some help immediately. You know, obviously with the rebuilding team, they pretty much shipped away most of their big-name assets. You got to help Tua, especially given his known injury history. That man's bones are about as weak as wet paper. <laughs> Too much wine punch. Too much wine punch. I'm telling you, man, this is unfortunate. But, hey, when you're talking about a, a quarterback with an injury history, how do you help him? You protect him. The two, the best things you can do for a quarterback is give them protection and give them weapons. And you know what? That third thing, give them a good running game, and you're setting them up for success. So, good pick for the Dolphins here. Um now, at 19, the Raiders, off of the pick that they got um, from the Bears from the Khalil Mack trade, if I remember that correctly, picked, for me, the first head-scratcher of the entire first round, um, Damon Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. That one caught me off guard, and I'm pretty sure it did with you, too. Yeah, I mean, I knew I, I kind of assumed they were going to go corner here. Their pass defense kind of suffered last year. Did not think it was going to be this guy. I mean, there's, you know, a couple other names on the board, like the corner from TCU. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Other options here who I think were more tested, more proven. I think this Arnett guy, don't quote me on this, I think he's more of like a slot corner, which if they're going to use him in that position, maybe. But I thought I felt like they needed them outside corners to play with the big names. I mean, maybe they're just trying to find an answer speed-wise for Tyreek Hill, period. I mean, you look at that entire division, it looks like everybody drafted to try to find ways to compete with Kansas City, which was smart. Got to find a way to, to compete, but um, who knows? It might have been a reach. Um, once again, maybe we're, we just sound like idiots years from now. Maybe it's now, just another cold hard take. Since this was their last first-round pick, but... I mean, like we spoke on earlier, good Clemson picks. But another pick I really like in round three was Lynn Bowden Jr., who's, again, something Gruden would really like as a running back and receiver. I've seen him a couple times. I saw him in person at the Georgia-Kentucky game. Real real quick, real shifty, kind of can do it all, catch the ball, possibly. I mean, he's a little undersized in my opinion, but another weapon for – that offense if it can get going hey who knows the Raiders almost made in the playoffs last season it's true which is shocking forgotten (laughs) and yes shocking but who knows we'll see once again they're more than likely just going to get steamrolled anyway I mean Patrick Mahomes come on period (laughs) so um at 20 we had the Jacksonville Jaguars off of the pick from the Jalen Ramsey trade with the Rams um draft Clavon Chasson. I think I said that right. Chasson. Chasson. <laughs> Croissant. Croissant. <laughs> All right. Outside linebacker out of LSU. 
Um, what do you think about the pick? I don't know as much about him, but I know he's pretty good. S- super strong pick here. This is who I thought the Cowboys were initially going to get, considering <clears throat> the drama going on with the Jacksonville defense. Um, it's probably safe to get you a good edge rusher just in case. Yannick and Gakway just arguing with the owner's son on Twitter. Just hilarious. I mean, it's a strong pick. I mean, the dude showed out in the national championship. He showed out all year. And, you know, what you know, the best offensive linemen tend to come from the SEC because, you know, those are usually the biggest and the best. And, you know, he pretty much had his way with most of the teams they faced. I like the pick here. So, yeah, good pickup for them. Um, at 21, the Philadelphia Eagles addressed the need, um, went Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TSU. Um, TSU, what? TCU. Hmm. Um, I, after pretty much the big three going, I'm not really sure who I expected to go in this spot, but um, Jalen Rager is someone that I was hearing a lot about um, going into the draft, so. Seems like a good pickup for them, especially considering Carson Wentz at the end of the season was reduced to throwing to like three or four different guys and like undrafted guys. So looks like a good pickup for them. It was more surprising to me that they didn't go Justin Jefferson here um, and they chose him over Raker. I mean, I mean, I think receiver was definitely a need for the Eagles. Um, Between receiver help and secondary help. Now, the interesting pick is the second round, obviously Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, somebody that I actually kind of wanted the Colts to pick up. Somebody I actually kind of wanted the Steelers to pick up. I think everybody kind of wanted Jalen Hurts because, I mean, it's just class act all the way around. And there's already – Rumors and speculations that they possibly will run a two-quarterback system kind of make Jalen Hurts similar to Taysom Hill. Very interesting to see how that works. Very interesting, but they also have to be very careful saying that because what Taysom Hill is doing is next level. Like Teams tried, like the, the Jets and the Patriots both tried that with Tim Tebow, and it just didn't work out. So what Taysom Hill is doing, I think, People need to really appreciate what he's able to do as an actual quarterback, but they're treating him more as just an athlete. So another another pick I like partially biased is addressing the need at safety with Kayvon Wallace. Not necessarily a day one starter. Um, definitely a big hitter, covered the field well, but you know I think that's a good possible long term investment. Not necessarily a pro bowler, but a good all-around player. Hey, if he's solid, that's really all you can ask for. And, I mean, they lost Malcolm Jenkins. So, who knows? He might slide right into that spot. We'll have to see how it plays out. Um, So, at 22, the Minnesota Vikings, off of the trade with the Bills, um, pretty much drafting Stephon Diggs' uh, replacement in Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. We spoke about him briefly here a second ago, but um, – what do you think after getting a chance to watch Jefferson and the fit with the Vikings, getting to learn from Adam Thielen? Um, I mean, you lose Diggs. Thielen, I think part of Thielen's success was a lot with Diggs being on the other side. I mean, Thielen's a catch machine. You know, Jefferson adds another 
section of that to kind of move some of that attention off Thielen at least. Um, question will be which Kirk Cousins shows up. A primetime Kirk was born last year. So, who knows? Maybe he finally got that monkey off his back. And he won a playoff game. So, who knows? The Vikings might be might be trying to set themselves up for another run or at least a run while they still can. Um, so, next were the Patriots at 23. But old Bill Belichick decided he was going to walk away and let his dog make the business decisions at the point. His old dog just decided he was going to make a trade with the Chargers. And the Chargers decided to go Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. What do you think about the pick here? Uh, good pick. Um, I think he's one of those linebackers, a speed backer, similar to like Devin Bush with my Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, speed, kind of cover the whole field, which is what um, they kind of need right now is a defensive leader other than Bosa. Bosa is going to draw the attention. You could essentially start making some linebacker blitzing packages now with him coming up the middle. I I feel pretty confident in his abilities to learn the zone and cover tight ends. He's a little, he's a, I feel like he's a smidge short, but I think he's athletic enough to, to make up for it. Hey, that that um, Chargers defense. Let's see if they can live back up to the potential from two years ago. I mean, you have Ingram, Bosa. Now you have um, Murray. You have Chris Harris coming over from Denver in free agency. You got Derwin James if he stays healthy. So Chargers figure out the quarterback situation. They have the makings to AFC wildcard. You know what? Hey, yeah, because they're not winning the division. But, yeah, they could definitely get in the playoffs. Um, at 24, the New Orleans Saints decided to go Cesar Ruiz, center out of Michigan. So what do you think about the pick here? We have – an older quarterback in Drew Brees. You got to focus on the offensive line. Um, I think this pick is for Drew Brees' replacement more than likely. Um, I had him going later to the Chiefs, which they ended up not doing, obviously. But, it's you know, it's a good pick. You know, I don't know if he's necessarily a day one starter, but, you know, anyone learning under Drew Brees is probably a blessing. The man's seen it all, done it all. Probably one of the best offensive leaders in the history of the NFL. Um, I think he could really develop and be, you know, potentially a Pro Bowl. Hey, who knows? Might just work out perfectly. Um, at 25, the 49ers made the pick off a trade with the Vikings. I can't remember where where that pick came from. But um, San Francisco 49ers drafted God, I'm going to mess up his last name. Mm. Brandon Ayuk. Nailed it. Wide receiver out of Arizona State. What do you think about this old sun devil coming from old Herm Edwards? So, yeah, I think this is a good pick. You know, um, they could have potentially got one of those big three receivers where they were originally slotted. Mm-hmm. Um this guy is like in the next grouping, I guess you could say. Definitely a day. I felt like he was more of like a day two guy. Um, don't hadn't seen a lot of footage on him. Uh, I know he is a bigger receiver, a little more athletic. I think receiver was definitely a need. I mean, Debo clearly running Debo the offense everything. right there with Kittle. He has the potential to be really successful in that offense. Another weapon for Jimmy G. Yeah, this field of need. Um, 
They traded Marquise Goodwin. I think they traded him to the Eagles. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he signed with the Saints. So they needed receiver help, and they got it. And instead of getting one of the big three earlier in the draft, they they decided that they more than likely didn't see much of a difference um, as far as talent, uh, decided to trade back, gather picks, and still add what they felt to be a really good player at that point in the draft. So smart move by the 49ers. The 49ers have just been nailing the draft year after year here recently, it seems like. Um, pick 26 was the pick heard around the sports world. Um, initially was, let's see if I got this right. This was the Texans pick that they traded to the Dolphins in the Laramie Tunsil trade that I think also included Kenny Stills and then made the trade with the Packers. And the Packers just surprised everybody and decided they were going to draft Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. And let's keep in mind they still have Aaron Rodgers, four years left on his deal, made it known that he wants to play into his 40s and even said the best way that you – the way that you – get the team to keep you is just continue to play at a high level and force their hand well the Packers apparently didn't care what do you think about the pick here shocked <laughs> is a word you could say um Twitter was necessary first off I was never really hyped out that much not enough to trade up in the first round for Jordan Love when he likely still would have been sitting there day two I think what bothers most people is that they traded up for him let's say they had the pick and he just kind of fell to him then they'd no be one like would say okay. anything. Yeah, no one would say another anything. day oh they got a backup quarterback but, but man, when you trade up like we said earlier first round quarterbacks are tending to be the franchise quarterbacks now it's funny that we're talking about this pick, I actually heard from Brett Favre, who spoke with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. uh, on a interview they did. Um, I think it Brett was on Favre, Favre's uh, Serious XM show. Yeah, it was, Favre was saying, you know, he was surprised, but you know, it's also not Rodgers' job to mentor him. Rodgers is there to play his contract and win football games. It's not. Starting quarterbacks in the NFL technically do not have to be mentors for their backups. They can go play their games, get paid, don't really care what your backup does. And really, if you think about it, um, when you think about the big names pretty much over the last uh, 20 years, the Mannings, the Bradys, the Rodgers, the Breeze, the Roethlisbergers, they don't want to give up their their first-team reps. So they want to be out there taking all the reps in practice. So, I mean – Jordan Love, his best chance to learn is just going to be from watching. And I would expect that he's not going to be pretty much telling Aaron Rodgers, asking him question after question. I expect him to just learn from watching, and Rodgers will teach him by leading by example. So I don't know. like, Man, it's just surprising because you you see the stat that came out like last week, and it showed – touchdowns thrown to first-round receivers by a quarterback, and Rodgers, over his 15-year career, has only thrown one touchdown to a first-round um, receiver. Because when you think about it, Donald Driver wasn't a first-round pick. Greg Jennings, he was a second-round pick. Uh, Devontae Adams, second-round pick. Jordy Nelson, he wasn't first-round. 
So, I don't know, man. Uh, this was one team's draft I was just not impressed with. Nobody understood it because not only did they trade up for a quarterback, they drafted a running back in the a second round. A slow, big <laughs> fullback is what they drafted. <laughs> Out of all the running backs, I mean, I, the man got shut down when we played Clemson played him. He was supposed to. He was their entire offense. What do you do when your entire offense can't run the ball? Well, they just kept trying to run. But this is man's like one of those two and a half, three and a half yards per carry running back, and that's it. I mean, he may prove me wrong, but he's big, and he's slow. Did they draft another Eddie Lacy? He did deserve that. Neither one mm. of them deserved that. All right, but yeah, I mean, you already have Aaron Jones. Still, you have Jonathan Williams and you draft a running back in the second round when there were still options on the board to go receiver. So, I don't know. the I don't know what the backers are doing. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Jordan Love because now he's got to deal with this. I feel bad for Rodgers because no matter what he does, everyone's going to be waiting to see him say something negative. So, it's going to be an interesting situation seeing how it plays out in – in Green Bay. Um, at 27, the Seahawks tend to trade out of the first round a lot, um, but they decided that they weren't going anywhere this year. So at 27, the Seattle Seahawks decided to take Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. I don't know who he is. I'm not sure if you know as much about him, but um, this, this is good help for, man, I can't think of his name right now, Bobby Wagner. And KJ Wright. So, I mean, this is it's good. It gives them another linebacker to, to add to that linebacking corpse. It is. Um, a little more surprised they didn't go Patrick Queen here. I definitely think he was the better of the two. I mean, I, I think a lot of times when we get surprised about picks like this, I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about, you know, was, these teams interview these players pretty extensively. That's one thing I said last year with the Raiders getting Cleveland Farrell. I was like, you know, maybe it was an interview thing. Maybe they like his personality more. Maybe they think he'll fit the team better. They're willing to take that risk and investment. Maybe this is what that was. Hey, just like Chris Ballard, he always talks about with the Colts, is like, you can have all the talent that you want, and I am not exactly quoting him, so don't say that I'm exactly quoting him. But he pretty much said something in the realm of they have to fit the culture. If they don't fit the culture of the team – then on the field is not going to work either. If he's not going to be a good fit in the locker room, it doesn't matter what they're doing on the field because things just won't come together. Yeah, I think the Seahawks did what the Seahawks do and just draft safe, which, you know, they've had a lot of success. They haven't won any Super Bowls, but, I mean, they're getting there I mean, for they, the most part. They won back in 13, So, but then again, man, that was seven years ago. Yeah. That was a long time that ago, That is a man. long time ago. We man. were juniors in high school. Man, that we were babies. Um, so, yeah, off of that, the Baltimore Ravens, at 28, decided they were going to draft Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. I mean, just great pick here, right? As a Steelers fan, I just grow in fear every day with <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they had a phenomenal draft class. It's honestly kind of sad. For you. They take Patrick Queen, who I think is a good running back, or excuse me, linebacker that can kind of do it all, more inside guy. 
J.K. Dobbins, more weapons on the offense. Filthy. Great. I mean, they got good interior line help. Um, more offensive linemen. I mean, they pretty much answered anything they had to build on and will likely be in the AFC Championship again, as painful as it is for me to say. The Ravens just said, let's run it back. Let's just reload and run it back. Um, at 29... Surprisingly, I'm not sure how the Titans got as far as they did into the playoffs last year, but they did. Uh, at 29, decided to go Isaiah Wilson, the other offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, what do you think about this pick? I mean, it, it filled a need because they lost Jack Conklin to the Browns. So, what do you think? I mean, yeah, you know, you're sticking with your quarterback. Um, I think Wilson could have been drafted a lot sooner, so I think it's a good pick. Um, I think he's a good outside outside linemen in uh, offense that was run heavy. So this will benefit their offense, you know, who is an offense that is a little more run heavy. Uh, it's a good pick. All right, yeah, let's see if the, the Titans can do this again um, this coming year after another paying good, big money. Another good pick, uh, round two, they went Christian Fulton from LSU, pretty much anyone from LSU. Last year was a star. We'll, like, much. we'll see how they play out, but I like the pick. Um, to compliment Adoree Jackson on the other side. Adoree Jackson will go out there and get burnt <laughs> again. But, um, but, yeah, the Titans, they're going to be an interesting team. Um, they paid Ryan Tannehill a lot more money than a lot of people expected. Mm. Um, franchise tagged Derrick Henry. Um, he signed his tag, so he'll be there. Um, going into the offseason, they had like 27 or 28 free agents. So that's a, that's a lot that – whether they bring them all back or not, which they obviously can't do. Um, you'll just have to see how the team adjusts in a new season. But, man, that – I don't know if anyone watched the draft like I did, but, man, the the Vrabel household was an interesting-looking household on draft mm. night. We had a guy look like he was taking a dump in the background. <laughs> we had another guy in a onesie and then another guy – I don't even remember what he had on, but it, it was a wild scene at the very – It was questionable at best. We'll go with questionable. Um – so at 30, the Miami Dolphins, off of the trade with the Packers, where the Packers went up for Jordan Love, went and drafted. Oh, yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, see, let's go ahead, big boy. You got this one. Noah Igbenogoni. Mm. I did not nail that one. Mm. Cornerback out of Auburn. Um, didn't see a lot of Auburn this year. Um, outside of Derrick Brown. Um, so, what do you think about the pick here? Um, don't know a lot about him, honestly. Um, you know, he's probably – I'd be curious to look at his tape on, you know, Justin Jefferson, um, other – Jerry Judy, seeing how he did against them. Um, I definitely think it was a need um, that you can feel, you know. But the fact of the matter is – you know, this is a team that's building and will be building, I think, for the next two or three years. But then they could be something special. Who knows? Like I said, the AFC East is going to be pretty entertaining for the first time, I feel like, in my lifetime. Um, at 31, the Minnesota Vikings, um, off of a trade with the 49ers, went Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. What do you think about that one? That one I like, you know, if you look, 
they pretty much lost their two corners, um, both of which went to the same team, went to the Bengals. Um, so it was a need. Um, yeah, and we picked up Xavier Rose from him too in free agency. That's right. I hope he doesn't yeah, get burned either. I think it was a good need. Um, I don't know a lot about Gladney. I know he was projected to be in that second tier of corners, so we'll wait and see. Um, typically, uh, the Vikings honestly have drafted good defensive backs in the past, so they know what they're doing, so I'm sure they know what they're doing here. Let's see if he follows in the mold of um, Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith. The Vikings had a ton, a ton of late-round picks. Got a lot of a lot of holes filled, a lot of depth, that's for sure. Hey, well, hey, we'll see. They, they got in the playoffs, won a game, beat the Saints in New Orleans. So they can only go up from here. Maybe division title? Who knows? Um, and then 32 are reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, just adding to that disgustingly strong offense, drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back out of LSU. I like him. I like the pick. I think there might have been better options on the board if they were if they were set on running back. I think there were better options still on the board, but they liked Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I also thought that Damian Williams did very good for him last year. So I knew they could have gone running back. I wasn't expecting it, though. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I guess you could have said him and Swift would have been neck or neck here. I think offensive line could have been a point here. Um, but the, I do like the round two pick, which is Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State. Um, a little short, but he ran a four four six. That's always nice from a linebacker. Hey, you need it. Um, you know, that's something I think was a little more apparent at points in the season was their defense. Offense, no problem. Defense, eh. Defense came on when they needed to. It came on when they needed to, but if they're going to be a true powerhouse, they got some, a few holes, I would say, to fill that could easily be filled, though. Yeah, you can't you can't make your living off of getting down double digits in every single playoff game and then winning every single game like they did. I mean, the Chiefs are just on another level. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes, the team's just going to be tough. And everyone seems to be on really good contracts right now. So that when Mahomes gets paid, it's not like they're going to really hurt too much. So we'll see. But um, that's pretty much the first round. Uh, the Colts didn't have a first round pick. Like I said, they made the trade. But early in the second round, they picked up Michael Pittman Jr., the receiver out of um, USC. Um, I've been hearing a lot of comparisons to Vincent Jackson for him as far as size and catch radius, which is good because if we're comparing them to Vincent Jackson, the Colts now having Phillip Rivers, he's going to know pretty much where to put the ball for him, um, how to bring him along. So I like it. It's a, it's a good number two right next to T.Y., which the Colts have been struggling to get um, pretty much since T.Y. has been there after the retirement of Reggie Wayne. Um, the Colts also went Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. I was hoping for it. Didn't think it would happen because I'm not used to, as a Colts fan, I'm not used to the Colts drafting pretty much players that I know on these big-name players. But apparently these are two players that were coveted by the Colts, and 
I like the fit with the team. What do you think? I agree. Um, Colts tend to have a safe draft sometimes. I think you can agree. But, you know, lately, you know, I've even said the past few years, like, man, the Colts have had a good draft. And I think they had a good draft this year. And honestly, not far from really contending. I mean, the division's always in question. But honestly, not far from locking up the division year to year considering the chaos. I mean, as long as Bill O'Brien's in the division – We'll always have a chance. <laughs> because if Bill O'Brien Yikes. as the head coach and the general manager, if he's going to continue to make the moves and the decisions that he does, then the Texans will never really meet their potential. Poor Deshaun, they picked up his fifth-year option. So I think there's a strong chance Deshaun contemplates leaving. Um, so also another pick that someone that could have been in the first round, there were a lot of mocks projecting him in the first round. Um, AJ Espinessa, I think I said that right, linebacker out of Iowa, mm-hmm. going to the Buffalo Bills. Good pick here. I agree. Um, you know, they didn't have a first-round pick. Um, we'll touch on a couple other teams that didn't have a first-round pick. Um, the Bills are probably the leading contender to win that division right now. Good um, for the Bills. Interesting Jake Fromm pick in round five. Um, they were also the first team to draft a kicker. Round six, Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern. Got to um, do it. Okay draft, not phenomenal. Um, but I do like the AJ pick. Um, he's a, I think he's more of a power edge rusher, similar to like Cam Hayward. Not necessarily a speed guy. I think that's why he ended up not going in the first round considering how the current NFL state looks for edge rushers, but I like the pick. And then um, also another team that didn't have a first-round pick, the New England Patriots drafting Kyle Duggar, safety out of Lenore Ryan. Um, I'm to the point where I don't question any picks that Bill Belichick makes. If he sees something in a player, I'm going to assume that they have the ability to reach Pro Bowl status, and there's not really much else to say about it. Bill Belichick and his dog up there making picks. Got to assume that they're going to nail him. I agree. Um, I mean, the like it, that core minus Brady now has been doing it for so long. you got to trust pretty much any pick they do. And if it ain't working, they'll see you out the door pretty right. much. I, I have a hard time not expecting the – Patriots to have at least eight or nine wins, right. even without Brady. Um, I think they had a lot of questions on defense, which were answered with an edge rusher again in round two, and Fernie Jennings um, round three. I think I butchered that name. They did go and pick a tight end from UCLA, see how that works out, and another one following that from Virginia Tech. Um, and then, I mean, more offensive line help. Curious – Nothing quarterback-related or wide receiver-related. Very interesting. Belichick believes so much in his system that I respect them not picking a quarterback. If he sees something in Jarrett Stidham, who am I to doubt him? They brought back Brian Hoyer. He stinks. He won't start. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Jarrett Stidham, I expect that they'll put Jarrett Stidham in a good position. They still don't have many weapons. Um, Nikhil Harry coming into his second year did not look good last year. Um, but I think he was hurt a lot last year, too. Um, Julian Edelman, um, still good, working the slot. So, we'll see. They still got Sony Michelle in the backfield. Um, 
who knows? I don't expect the Patriots to win the division, um, but they're not going to be someone that you're just going to just step all over. Yeah. Um, another team that didn't have a first-round pick, and I don't even know why we should even talk about it, is the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. They had five picks total. Yeah, their first pack, um, pick was Ross Blaylock, right? From Defensive TCU. tackle out of TCU. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, edge rusher, more offensive tackle, cornerback, and the fifth round they got a wide receiver. Honestly, probably would have went a wide receiver a little higher. If they were smart. Hopkins is gone, and your now number one receiver has a little bit of an injury history. A little bit. That man pulls his hamstring getting out of bed. I mean. <laughs> He's guaranteed to miss probably 10 games every season. I just feel so bad for Deshaun. He doesn't deserve it. I feel bad for trapped. Deshaun. Hey, Deshaun. And he just picked up his fifth year. If you're listening, Deshaun, after you play out this fifth year, if you don't get franchise tagged, which you probably will, but if you don't get franchise tagged, come to the Colts. Just come to the Colts. Philip Rivers is on a one-year deal. Jacoby Brissett's on a one-year deal. We drafted Jacob Eason in the fourth round, which I'm okay with it. But he's not a, you, Deshaun. Think about it. This is a call for help official. Can <laughs> I get an oof in chat? <laughs> How many O's? But um. Oh. So then another team without a first-round pick was your beloved... Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the first pick was Chase Claypool, right? Receiver out of Notre Dame. That's right. Uh, oddly surprising pick. Um, honestly, I had no idea where they were going to go with this pick. I was fully expecting running back, um, I guess, considering their options were taking at this point. Um, wide receiver is still a need. Um quarterback could have been a need I guess but with Big Ben coming back I feel like the Roonies are a little more confident now feel a little more safer but I looked up Claypool and he's essential he's not Megatron but he plays very similar he's a big just go up and get it not necessarily a route runner he's a guy you trust on the deep routes which Pittsburgh historically of the last three years has been leading the league in deep routes just or down deep the field throws sack. other than the Chiefs. Um, so that will be helpful. Um, very curious to see how Big Ben does when he comes back. I, I, I personally have n- not been a huge fan. I saw a lot of inaccuracy last year before he got hurt. Some time to adjust without Antonio Brown, basically. Um, one pick I do like, though, is the third round pick. We got an edge rusher from Charlotte. The Charlotte 49ers. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that the the UNC... This guy was... Charlotte. was. I didn't know anything about him until Kuyper spoke up on him like a couple of days before the draft saying he could be a day two or three steal. Um, big guy, fast guy. Kind of surprised with his frame and stats that he was in D2 with Charlotte. Or was Charlotte D1? I don't remember. Well, they play, they play Clemson. So, if they're playing them, do divisions? They they cross, they cross? okay like that. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it, but um, I think he's essentially a break glass if emergency if Bud Dupree decides to 
go somewhere else and we can't extend him a contract because we franchise tagged him this year. Other than that, we picked up a running back from Maryland, Anthony McFarland, uh, faster, shiftier guy, kind of a two-way running back like we typically like. Definitely need James Conner to have some help. He did not perform anywhere to standards last year. Um, more offensive line, picked up a safety, probably going to be a backup special teams guy, and picked up another defensive tackle, Carlos Davis from Nebraska, again, just to fill the hole from um, the loss. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, Steelers, they're, Steelers messed around, almost got in the playoffs with Mason Rudolph and – Duck Hodges last year. So, you don't know. But, man, Steelers fans, it's going to be tough if Mason Rudolph's out there, again, getting smacked over the head with his own helmet. The best thing for them is Big Ben's healthy. Defense, not worried about. Defense, I think, can easily be top 10, top 15 at worst. Um, We got Bud Dupree, slept on edge rusher, TJ Watt, my favorite player on the defense. Minka now, in a way, kind of, commanding the defense, Devin Bush leading the middle. Corners, we'll get to corners another time. <laughs> Some it's other it's a work in progress, but not bad. Artie Burns needs to go. I don't know why he's still on the roster. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I guess while we're, we're touching on the topics of our teams, I forgot to mention some of the, the Colts' other picks. Uh, Julian Blackman, uh, safety out of Utah. I think they said he tore his ACL back in December, so they felt like that would – a lot of people thought that would hurt his draft stock. So he ended up going in the third round. Um, late in the draft, we also – like I said, we drafted Jacob Eason, quarterback out of Washington, um, formerly of Georgia. Um, ended up drafting, I think, Isaiah Rogers, a corner out of UMass, um, a defensive tackle out of – Penn State, a linebacker out of Michigan. So, like we pretty much touched on already, a good draft for the Colts. Um, anyone else? I think we've covered every team now. I think so. If we skipped your team, man, my yeah, bad. Yeah, there's no way we can cover every pick. We're yeah. just giving our insights on bigger names, thoughts, and surprises, mainly the first round. Um, but all in all, other than Goodell's cringe, I thought the first virtual draft was pretty good. Hey, look at old Goodell was looking comfortable. I mean, I was looking real comfortable in that big couch of his. Well, do we call it a couch? It was a massive chair. And the man was <laughs> just slumped up in it like he was reading the night before Christmas. Pretty much that's what it was with all of his M&Ms in that big old jar. I do respect the chance for allowing the fans to boo him as true tradition states. Hey, you know what? People want to rag on him, but look at it this way, NFL. You could have Manfred. You could have Rob Manfred. It's true. So, <gasps> so Roger Goodell, definitely the way to go. But yeah, all in all, the draft was good. I think this is the first year that I actually sat there and watched the entire thing from like day one to day two to day three but um good draft um i think everybody for the most part got better except the packers the packers might have gotten better long term but immediate they didn't get better immediately um but yeah i'll be interested in seeing how these players translate to the field 
um, seeing, assuming we have an NFL season, um, seeing how it goes, and I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to football season. I think everybody does, though. The draft time is always one of my favorite times. I love watching the combine. I love watching the draft, seeing teams build on. I enjoyed my first round mock draft. It was, I'd say it's probably like seventy percent right. If I didn't get the person right, it was close to the position. You know, minus I'd say traits. You should you should start doing some mock drafts. Give old Mel Kiper and Tom McShay a run for the money. A lot of it was with the help of looking at other mock drafts, but it was my opinion basically. I think you should too. You know, I thought about it. We could it. become the next Kuiper and McShay. Ooh. Dibs on McShay. Wow. You get to be the eagle. Wow. Well, I do have more hair. That's true. So. Coming back on the sides, man. You're getting close. Hey. You could be the black male Kuiper. You know what? It's not a bad idea. We'll figure it out when we get to that point, though. Maybe, maybe this time next year we'll have a video podcast and we can wear suits and really get down. Ooh. Possible idea there. Ooh, Maybe that. we can get another potato in for this at TD. At Tyler Dawson. We're calling you out, boy. A.K.A. Trader. Just so I can remember <laughs> this on tape forever. <laughs> you know what you did. Oh, boy. Well, with that in mind, um, Justin, anything else? That's it. Anything Anything fun you've been doing during quarantine? Um, You got a cat. We did get a cat. Um other than essentially working pretty much yeah um did get a cat got married this is your first time for the podcast yep first time since um first time on the podcast since you've been married congrats again i can't clap because the microphone it'll make i can sounds. see you clapping internally yes. you were there you were yeah, a there. groomsman mm-hmm. great day still waiting on the honeymoon for all this to pass hopefully this will be on soon and we can go on our honeymoon in June if not we'll just have to push it off again your honeymoon is probably not happening for three years okay wow well, <laughs> well with that in mind um, we're gonna go ahead and call it but um, once again appreciate everybody for listening um, I want to stay a little more consistently on this I feel pretty good it feels real natural now doing it versus doing it beforehand I'm sure you can tell I came in Man, it was nice not having to deal with you have technical difficulties for the first 30 minutes driving me crazy. Man, that first episode was tough. That, man. You've come a long way. Come a really long way. But yeah, with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and call it. Appreciate y'all listening. And until next time, peace out, everybody, and have a good day.